Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible, your journal, a pen, and even a cup of coffee. And I would like for you to write this down. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Today, Dot will be talking about uncertainty and what it looks like to release the desire to know everything. Let's jump into the conversation. Hey, everyone, we're here talking about uncertainty and we're trying to talk about uncertainty. I'm just going to say that this episode has been the hardest to record yet. Wouldn't you say, Kara? Yeah, it's been uncertain if this would be recorded. It is definitely have been uncertain all day today that this would ever even be recorded. I don't know who it is out here that's listening that really needs to hear what we're going to say today, these truths in God's Word. But we feel that it has been one of those days of really trying to record this podcast. Literally, we're going to be talking about uncertainty. And we know in Proverbs 27, the wisest man said, don't boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. And I can honestly say amen to that today. Mm-hmm. So as we jump into these verses, I want us to think about this past year. Well, actually, we've been talking about just today alone. But as I think about this past year, I've sat with a lot of women and talked to them on the phone and had coffee with them. And one of the things that they've just had to really struggle with is all the uncertainty that this year has brought. And, you know, we often talk about fear and we talk about having to have faith. But really and truly, I think that one of the things, Kara, that has been so evident in this past year has been having to face the truth that we really don't know what the outcome of today might be. Right. As human beings, we want to know. We want to know how things are going to turn out. We have our day timers. We have our plan. We have our schedules. We have our goals. We have all of our expectations. And we begin every single day thinking, well, tomorrow I'm going to do this. And next week I'm going to do something else. Or there's been a lot of trips. There's been weddings that we were so excited about only to have to deal with the reality that that didn't come true. Doesn't James talk about that? And there's something. Yes, actually, James and the brother of Jesus says in James 4, verses 13 through 17, James says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, you shall go to such and such a city and spend a year there, engage in business and even make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, he says that we ought to say, if the Lord wills, then we shall live and also this or that. In other words, what James is saying is we shouldn't be so confident and so uh, boastful and thinking that we know what today or tomorrow might hold. Mm -hmm. And that's what Solomon was saying. He was very wise, Mm -hmm. but he knew that probably in his own life that he had no rights. He had no control of what tomorrow would hold. Actually, even Jesus said, don't be anxious for your life. Don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. And listen to this, Jesus said, each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm -hmm. Here we have Solomon and we have the brother of Jesus and we have Jesus saying over and over again, don't 
be anxious about tomorrow. Don't plan. Don't worry about tomorrow because you just never know what tomorrow might hold. Mm-hmm. I think about Kenzie, my granddaughter, Mm -hmm. and how on March the 13th, 2020, was her last day in high school. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, Mimi, I never will forget March the 13th. She was going to go on a mission trip. She had spent a lot of time working, earning money to pay for a mission trip. And when she left school that day, she thought she was going on a mission trip. And she found out they weren't going to be able to go. Mm -hmm. But it it never occurred to her that that Friday when she left school, she would never walk on that campus again as a student. Yeah. And so as we think about the disappointments and how this last year has been, here we are in March, a year later, and there's been so much uncertainty, Mm -hmm. so many things, a lot of plans, a lot of life that has changed very quickly. And so as I think about uncertainty, I think about there is a lot of fear because we often want to know. We want to know what's going to happen. And I think as everybody makes fun of me, but going back to Genesis 3, that's what got Eve in trouble. The enemy knew how to get Eve to not trust God. And that was to get her thinking that she wouldn't be able to know and think like God. And that if she were to take of that fruit, that she could be like God. And I think that that's what that boasting, do not boast, do not be prideful, don't think that you know what tomorrow holds. I think God is trying to say, you don't know what tomorrow holds because you're not God. I mean, I think a lot of people there say, you know, I'm scared of what tomorrow holds because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I think we do everything we can to ease that fear and that anxiety. So we think that we are in control and we can plan our days. But we are a phone call away from our lives changing. We can have a terrible phone call and hear terrible news and our lives change in a minute. We can turn on the TV, see terrible things going on and our lives can change. And I think that what God is trying to say to us is I want to protect you. I want to guide you and lead you. And I think he's wanting to tell us, just like he said to the Israelites over and over and over again, I want you to know that I am God and I want you to trust me. You know, we're reading the Bible through Mm -hmm. and I'm still in Deuteronomy, but you're (laughs) in Joshua. You're entering into the promised land. land. You're entering in and I'm trying to get there. And I find it so comforting. That God said to Joshua, Joshua, be strong, be courageous. This battle that you're going to fight, I will fight this battle for you. And you look at that and you need to step back and think, wait a minute, they're about to enter into the promised land. Yeah, whenever I read through the Bible, I have to think of it in real time. Like, we know this whole story. We have hindsight. We know how it turns out. We know that they get the promise. Mm -hmm. And Joshua, in his head, knew that. But it was all 100% trust and faith. I mean, he didn't really know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking that first step in the Jordan. I mean, they didn't know. You know, when they were at Jericho and making that lap around, you know, that first lap and then the second lap. I mean, just thinking of what that actually would have felt like seven laps around a city that takes a long, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lot of thinking time, you know, each time and just how much uncertainty they faced. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that Joshua was probably reminding himself, now God promised this, this is our land. Cause he told Joshua everywhere you step that land, I will give you. Mm-hmm. And so 
Joshua was sitting there thinking, if God's already given this to me, why am I having to fight for it? Yeah. And I think that that's what happens with a lot of Christians because we hear so often God's promises and God's going to give you what's best and God's got the best plan for your life and that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he's already got this for you. But why do we have to fight to get it? And I think that as we step back and look at it, we have to remind ourselves that the same God who knew and created his children knew that they would always have to face the situation in life that they were going to have to lean upon and understand that they have a God that's for them. Mm-hmm. And God wanted to express and show them how great he is. And I think that's true for us today. I think we are so caught up in trying to find out how great we are. And God is trying to show us how great he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that we feel like if we can just kind of make our plans and then just kind of ask God to bless them, then that's what life's all about. But God's like, let me make your plans. Let me show you that I am God and then you will be blessed. But we often are just too stubborn or too prideful. And we think that it is up to us to make life work out for us. Or to know how it's going to turn out, whether it's good or bad. I mean, I know I fight that a lot. My self-protection is to assume a situation is going to go bad, which is not really protecting me. It's not like that hurts less if it actually Mm -hmm. went that way. But it's, you know, that too of like, oh, I know how this is going to like turn out. Good or bad. Good or bad. Right. And so we put ourselves in God's place. I think that... What God wants us to be certain about is that He is a good Father. I think He wants us to be certain that we can know without a shadow of a doubt that we have a God who loves us and who has a great plan for our lives, a God that wants to lead us and to guide us and direct us, a God that wants to protect us from ourselves sometimes, and He wants to protect us from trusting in things that will not really be satisfying. And he wants us to put our faith and our hope in him. And I think that during this times of uncertainty and all the things that we've had to face for one solid year, and we thought, oh, it's just going to be for a couple of weeks until the curve <laughs> leveled out. I remember and, those days. Yeah. And it's been months and months and months. Really and truly, I was just saying the other day that I wish they'd just get on the TV and say, you know what? We don't know a thing about this virus. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Just do the best you can. Mm-hmm. But every single day, what really is irritating to me, to be honest, is that they say with such authority that they know. Yeah. And then it changes. Right. And I think that God is reflecting, like you said, Kara, on us to remind us, you think you're God and you think you know what's best for you. You think you know people. You think you know the virus. You think you know how life's going to turn out, but you don't because you're not God. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't it funny? Well, it's not really funny, but isn't it amazing how often God told the Israelites, do not worship other idols before me. Mm-hmm. And they would get into their land, different lands and different areas, and they would immediately begin to develop the guise of that land. Mm-hmm. And how quickly we have idols. And I think sometimes our idol is ourselves. Mm -hmm. That we think that we know. And you know what is very deceiving? Is that we think because we feel a certain way 
That is true. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, again, going back to like self-protection or fear of pain. And it's not just necessarily running from pain as much as running from pain and disappointment. And as we look at these scriptures, God is warning us and telling us, if you want to not have pain, if you don't want to have false expectations and you want to know the truth and if you want to have peace and joy and contentment, trust me, trust me with the uncertainty. Trust me with the unknown. And as we move forward one step at a time, we can know that if we're really trusting God and not in our feelings and not with our own expectations and not even with our own desires, but if we're trusting God, then we can know that God is going to fulfill each one of those with his best. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I was just thinking even in my own life and in some people close to me, it's really hard with uncertainty when what you fear and you're trying to trust God with that fear when it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And so then when that happens, a thousand other fears come in mm-hmm. and it's so hard to battle that when it's like, well, I was fearing that mm-hmm. this was going to happen and it did. And so that must mean all these other fear, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm fearing, you know, X, Y, and Z, that mean that must mean that that's going to come true too. And, you know, they call that a lot about self-prophecy. You put these things in your mind. You put these thoughts in your head that this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And I do believe that without realizing it, we've got these thoughts and what we think we normally tend to go to, that we do somehow work our circumstances around that we make that happen. But I also believe this. I believe that God allows the self-prophecy, the fears, and all things to happen so that we won't trust ourselves. Because when we begin to trust ourselves and trust in ourselves, we begin to have a a shaky foundation. But when we are beginning to trust God with the unknown, with the uncertainty, and I've said this over and over to you, and I've said it to anybody that listened to me, there's worse things than pain. And as we begin to set out in our lives and move forward with God, we can step on that ground. And that uncertainty, we can face these uncertainties knowing that we have a God that is the God of certainty. It's not uncertain to him. No. And he's certain about who he is. And he's certain about you. And he's certain about me. And he has a plan for our lives. And that's what he did with the Israelites. He said, I'm going to give you this land, but you're going to have to take that first step forward. But you're going to have to trust me. And like you said, looking at that in real time, that had to be a little fearful. Mm -hmm. Now, the second generation did enter into the promised land and they had heard from their fathers and they'd heard stories about what God did and how God provided for them, but they had to experience it for themselves. Mm -hmm. They had their own Red Sea. They had their own Red Sea. Mm -hmm. And we have our own uncertainties and we have our own paths. And if we can just give God these uncertainties and say, God, here's my life. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But what I do know is that you control tomorrow and that you have a great plan for my life. You know, I said this over and over again, and I'll say it over and over again, because I sure didn't realize it when I decided to give my life to Jesus. I didn't realize that when I decided to give my life to Jesus, that's what it meant. Hmm. Give my life to Jesus. Yeah. And that I can give him my plans and my expectations and my schedule, my thoughts, 
my expectations of what I think life should be like. And I think we can pray and ask God to direct our paths. But I think prayer, as we've talked about it before, and we just got off of that series, is just really trying to find God's will, getting the mindset of Christ and sharing with him what we're thinking and continue to pray and continue to talk with God until God begins to change our view and change our minds to have the same heart, the same view and the same desires. And when we begin to see that we are uncertain and we don't know what the future holds, then it'll take a lot of pressure off ourselves to try to know. Mm -hmm. And then we can just trust God. Yeah. I had a counselor one time tell me, um, this was years ago. I mean, I bet it was 15 years ago and it stuck with me all this, all these years, but she told me in the garden of Eden, you know, from the very beginning that there are two trees mentioned, the tree of knowledge and the tree of life. And I've thought about that so many times because a lot of times I am like wrapping my legs around the tree of knowledge, yeah. trying to mm-hmm. climb up it, be in it, make a tree house mm-hmm. um, instead of resting at the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just always stuck with me of those two differences, seeking knowledge and wanting to know. And obviously knowledge is not bad. I mean, no. it's no, we need to know the knowledge of truth. That's right. For sure. I think that what you're saying is, is good to have knowledge. But when we try to think that we know more than God, or that we want to answer some questions that God's not given us an answer to. That's another whole situation. There's sometimes God just hasn't given us the answer to some of our questions. Yeah. And so we can either get mad about it or we can just say, well, maybe I don't need to know that. Well, and I think the different, you know, going back to the tree of knowledge and tree of life, it's like, the tree of knowledge is not what brings life. Maybe knowing all the things that we want to know, maybe that wouldn't bring life. Mm-hmm. And whatever he allows us to know, then he does that. That will bring life right. to us. Because mm-hmm. he said, do you know the truth? The truth has set you free. Right. But we're wanting to know like God. Right. And that's a whole different situation. Right. It's so what I really think that God is saying to us, Kara, and to you that are listening, is that there are going to come times in our lives when we won't have all the answers. There's going to come a time in our lives where life doesn't make sense. There's going to come a time in our lives where we want to know what God's going to do or what is God doing and why isn't God doing something. And God has put us in that place or allowed us to be in that place so that we can trust him. If we knew like God, we don't need God. If we knew what God was up to in every situation, there would be no reason to have faith. And in our hearts and in our minds, we have to know and be certain for one thing. And that is that God loves us. And as we face each day with this uncertainty of what the day might hold, never knowing what might happen, we can have an assurance that no matter what happens today, that we have a God that knew all along what was going to happen, already provided the grace and the peace and the strength to go through whatever God's going to allow us to go through, and that we can trust and know that what God has allowed It is what is best for you and it's what's best for me. I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. 
We look forward to being with you again next week as we begin our two-week series on Easter. Thanks for listening.